This is the Alan and Carly podcast. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's just me. Or do I turn on producer Shelby's microphone and put her on the spot? Oh, I'm doing it, Shelby. Uh Uh-oh, the red light's on. What exactly do you want me to say? (laughs) I don't know. I've I've hit my word count. Alan needs to come back. He needs to come back. Oh, gosh. Um, No, we've been doing all right without him. Independent women, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, didn't Mainly appreciate- it's been us trying to get out of the office as quickly as we can. Can I just say, Alan, if you're listening and you're absolutely not because you want nothing to do with work at this point in time, he's holding us back as a show <laughs> because we are getting out of it. We are getting it done. We are proficient. I've already got the run sheet done for tomorrow. No more mucking around. Printed I- all the sheets. Guys, full disclosure, pink behind the curtains here. It's, what is it? 10 past 8, there's some songs playing. I'm still technically on air and recording the podcast intro. This will be uploaded, but what, 10 past 9? Yeah. And then, you know what, we might be in bed again. The podcast is mostly cut. I'm just waiting for one more segment. No, we need you, Alan. We need you. We need all the small talk banter and distractions that you provide. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, powering through the week, first week back. Um, I'm exhausted. Me too. It's been three days and I am. Utterly exhausted. I know. We're like little toddlers, aren't we, after the show? It's like we just get a bit floppy, a little yeah. bit irritable, just want to go home As I called it yesterday, I felt a little bit delicate. Delicate is the <laughs> best word for it. I think everyone can relate to that, though, no matter what industry you work in. I think they call it the post-holiday blues Yeah, <laughs> when, you, when you have to go back to work. Because for me, that is the longest amount of time I've ever had off work. And, you know, first world winch here. Um, I think it was like a whole month we had off. And I've never had that chunk of break since I've been, you know, working and God damn, I got lazy. <laughs> I got in a real lazy routine. Oh, no. I thought, geez, if I didn't have a mortgage and responsibilities and two dogs to feed, I could slip into this <laughs> lifestyle quite quickly. <laughs> oh. um, but yeah, all right, let's actually do some work. Sorry. Um, there is a point to this and that is to give you guys the alpha bucks letter, um, which is N for tomorrow. And a five-letter word is the one I'm going to give away because they're the thinkers. Shelby, starting with N, five-letter word. Never. She's bloody done it. You need a bit more than that to get the thousand, but she's on the way. Um, And can I just say, we have had uh, Muriel and then today we had, oh, my God, how can I not remember her name right now? Oh, no. Karen. Karen, yes. Of course. Um, both who did come, amazing. Who both did so close. Uh, both did so close. Both came so close. I'm going to go word back to bed. Um, but they both didn't have the clue. And I feel like with the clue, oh, they would have nailed it. It helps they were so much. very good. You can also practice with it once you've got it, you know? Absolutely. So if you're listening to this and you're Karen or Muriel or anyone else that's halfway decent, call tomorrow because I want to give it away while Alan's not here. Just to, you know. Yeah, that'd rub be nice. It in. Call that'd him the really bad nice. omen. Um, but that's it for the podcast intro where, um, well, I've got to head back on air and then uh, not too far away, back to bed. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. <laughs> Guys, I want to talk about a situation I had. Um, I went over east uh, for a brief visit to catch up with a friend and on my flight on the way home, I thought I had hit the jackpot. So uh, the flight was pretty full, especially being Christmas holidays. um, And I was pretty stoked uh, when I realized that uh, the middle seat between me and this other passenger was free. The reason I was stoked with that was because I was like, you know, a little bit of extra elbow room. And that's kind of as far as I take it. 
But as soon as the guy that was sitting um, next to me uh, on the window seat, I was on the aisle seat, realized that, um, you know, we had a free seat in between us. He chose to use this as his personal buffet. He had brought food onto the plane and he kind of spread it all out. But guys, here's the worst part. This was the part where I thought, I I cannot. What is going on? Am I in the twilight zone? He had Birkenstocks on. He took the Birks off and placed them in between us. He was really using up that extra space. Now, I think when you have a middle seat in between you, I kind of use it maybe as extra elbow room, but in terms of like putting stuff on the seat, I mean, I guess it's usable space, but I think this guy took it too far. So I want to open it up on 131060. If the middle seat is free between you on a flight, can you use it? So this guy, I think he he put his laptop bag down. He also, as he was eating, was putting all of his rubbish in the middle seat as well, whereas I was still putting my rubbish kind of on the seat, you know, back behind me until they come to collect it. This guy was really going to town and making himself at home. Um, if the middle seat is free, do you think you can use it? Maybe I'm just being a bit of a Karen here. Um, I guess no one was technically using that space. Um, but 131060, I feel like we're in a grey area here. I'd love to get your gauge on it. If the middle seat is free, are you free to use it? Maybe you agree with this guy. Maybe you're like, you know what? You're not using it. No one else is. So bit of extra space, bit of extra leg room. Uh, 131060, I'm going to open up the phone lines next. What do you think? If the middle seat is free, can you use it? If the middle seat is free, can you use it? Carly from Bustleton, we have the same name. Do you agree with me that you need to have a bit more etiquette? Um, I'm sorry, Carly, but I don't necessarily agree. I okay. feel like... I feel like if there's a middle seat and you kind of need to sort of gauge whether the other person is like wanting to use a little bit for some more leg room, but generally with long haul flights and things, I might just, if no one's using it, like, you know, and I've got clean feet, maybe put my knees over <gasps> and feet up a little bit. Carly, oh you God. are giving us a bad name. You are not. You are putting but your feet. No, but not stinky feet, obviously. Oh, if well, that. Start, if it's the start of a flight, but I wouldn't lay out a whole platter of food and make like and actually take up the whole space. You, you know, know what? Like, I'd prefer that to your feet, Carly. I'm not going to lie. Oh, really? Oh, really? My feet are not smelly though, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? One day someone might think you're offering up a foot rub or something and, you know, you might find yourself yeah. in an awkward situation. Well, that's well, a- I, well, I am actually a reflexologist. Oh. So- <laughs> it just gets better. Okay, well, that's an interesting take, Carly. Uh, hopefully I never find myself next to you on a flight. Let's go I to <laughs> Jennifer in Pemberton. Uh, Jennifer, what do you reckon? Who gets to claim that little bit of extra space? Well, I kind of reckon nobody and hopefully. So usually when I get on a plane, I kind of hope and pray that really no one sits in the middle seat. So then again, having enough like spacious room. But it's just, you know, it's just sometimes awkward if you sit and someone sits in the middle and there's not enough space and you have to like try to really huddle yourself to the side of if you're on the window seat or on the aisle, you just kind of trying to make up your own room. So I kind of, you know, hope that really no one sits there. But, you know, occasionally if no one does, I might generally might put something down but then I'll move it straight away just so then you know the next person next to me who has that sort of space too can also put some stuff down too but yeah I agree. So I, my whole thing, that as far as I'll take it is I'll do the little extra elbow room, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely because like you know 
it's just it's already cramped enough having to sit in a very small compartment in an airplane anyway so having that kind of extra space will be very sort of easy way to be on a plane <laughs> absolutely well let's finish it up with emily in headland emily what do you reckon who gets to claim the space if the middle seat is free can you actually use it so before i was a parent i would probably say no leave it free you know have some extra elbow room a little bit of leg space down the bottom but you know leave that seat free um but my daughter isn't yet too so she still sits on my lap if that middle seat is free, I will absolutely be putting her down on that seat so she can have her own space as well. Now, Emily, you got me. You got me on a technicality <laughs> because I'm not going to tell a little gorgeous baby to move. So, you know what? Yeah. I think you've actually found the loophole here. Yeah, that's the only time that it is acceptable. It's if you've got an infant on your lap and you actually just need to put them down so you can have your own space as well. Now, I'm with you until that baby starts crying, Emily. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> Alan Hit breakfast with Alan and Carly. And right now I'm so excited to be joined by my favourite housewife, Chrissy Marsh from The Real Housewives of Sydney, who is now oh, a red carpet you. reporter <laughs> because oh yesterday you were at the Emmys. First and foremost, how did you end up on the red carpet at the Emmys? Not that I don't oh, think that you deserve to be there. I'm, of course I deserve to be there. <laughs> Look, one of my girlfriends is in entertainment and I flew into LA and she goes, hey, what are you doing tonight? And it was literally literally like that. Although I had packed two dresses, I said, look, if the timing works, then I'll go. So one of my girlfriends wore one of my dresses and I wore the other one. But what a blast. Talk about fun. It is so casual and so like, you really just get to mix with absolutely everyone. I mean, my absolute fave was Sarah Snook, you know, the Aussie from Succession. Yes. And she took out the Emmy. And also I saw that you actually got a selfie with her. Oh, yeah. It's really, really cool. And that's the thing, like, you know, they love you to go up to them and ask for a picture, is it? Or, you know, to go up and chat to them. Because I think, you know, with Aussies, they're not afraid to do that. Like the other Aussie, Elizabeth Debecki, you know, who plays Princess Diana in the crown. Yes. She was just super cool, incredibly tall. Like that doesn't come across on TV. You know, whereas Daniel Radcliffe, he was totally loose. He was just having the time of his life. Now, tell me this. You got a selfie with Jennifer Coolidge. What was that like and how did that happen? Oh, my God. God. Well, I felt like I was just in the Queen's presence. Like, she's quite an empowering, daunting figure. And we were all at the after party afterwards, and she was just standing there, and we were eating at the buffet. And I thought, this is my opportunity. And so I said to her, she didn't have a mouthful of food I did. And I thought, I've just got to do it. And I said, look, do you mind if I take a photo? And she's like, yeah, sure. But she was a little bit cool, not like everyone else. Everyone else was Super, super. And she had a security guard with her. Wow. No one else did. Everyone else was just getting amongst it and, you know, having a great time. Oh, that's the opposite of what I thought she was would be like. Yeah, no, not not super, super fun. Whereas Priscilla Presley, she was unbelievable. Like very, very beautiful and really warm and really 
you know, just a lovely person. So, yeah, that sort of took me by surprise with that one. And Kelsey Gramer, he's a lot of fun, you know, from Fraser. Yeah. Everyone's just there partying together. No one's really cares who's who or, you know, little old housewife that's uh, in L.A. for the night. Well, I was going to say, did anyone recognise you from The Real Housewives of Sydney? Because <laughs> that is a huge international show. It is, but they, it's, we're still waiting it to go to the US. I think I think that's in the process at the moment if I'm not letting anything out of the bag. But, yeah, so I don't think, no, people weren't coming up to me going, look, can I please get your photo? <laughs> but they weren't coming up and dancing and stuff because I was so much fun. Oh, so, that's you know. brilliant. Now, tell us what the yeah. cameras didn't capture because what we see on TV, it looks quite stiff and boring. But from watching your social media, it looked loose and fun. It is totally loose. From the moment you get there, you basically, there's just this huge motorcade that you've got to go through and everyone's got the big black SUVs. And, you know, you're hopping out of the car and it's like, bang, you're just into it and everyone's rubbing shoulders like, it wasn't like, oh, my gosh, well, this person's got VIP treatment. I'm I'm walking out of the awards night with all these Emmy winners going, guys, where's the VIP treatment? Shouldn't you be, like, in the golf cart? But we're all just walking out to the after party together. So I, I'm sure the Oscars can't be like that because it, it is literally just one big party. Well, I saw you guys got served pizza in a bag. Yeah, look, it was fantastic. And, there's you know, the drinks are just flowing. So literally the camera's cut. And it's an ad break. Everyone gets up and everyone's chatting and everyone's, you know, running around. And then they're like, 30 seconds till we're on. And then like 30 seconds, everyone sits down and everyone's sort of serious again and pretends to be watching. And then as soon as the ad break again, everyone's up. And so it's really social and really fun. Well, that is absolutely amazing. Uh, you are definitely living your best life. Definitely check out Chrissy Marsh on social media, on Instagram, <laughs> the real Chrissy Marsh, because you really managed to capture some pretty epic behind-the-scenes shots. Thank you so much oh, for joining oh, me, Chrissy. No worries. Thanks so much, guys. See you. Bye. Alan and Carly. Carly's Conspiracies. So you believe in these kind of things? Two Carly's conspiracies in one week. That can only mean one thing. Alan's not here to stop me. Now, guys, let's talk about aliens. We've covered off a lot of alien chat. Uh, We won't go too much into it because I've already covered it at nauseam. And that was the huge Brazilian five-foot-tall aliens that were spotted on a hillside. Some naysayers are saying that it's just photoshopped, but they ain't no naysayers here. Now, let's talk about some actual scientific coming out of uh, the University of California research on extraterrestrials, okay? Now, this is a bit of a weird pivot, so you've got to stay with me. So, there's a bunch of scientists that are looking to make contact with aliens. Uh, they actually have a very legitimate name. Um, it's called SETI, Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence Uh, They're an institute. They're put together by a bunch of people. Now, they said that what they want to do is they want to actually contact them via radio. And guys, hey, I'm waiting. I'm here. I'm ready. Uh, If you want to use me as a vessel, please, 131060. But what they're doing is they're beaming these radio frequencies up into outer space and they're hoping that eventually the aliens will pick up the phone or whatever they got to do or dial in to let us know that they're around. Now, with this same technology... Because they haven't had too much success with the aliens, what they decided to do is go, hey, look, you know where else is uh, pretty unexplored? That is the deep, deep ocean. So why we've got this technology, 
let's chuck it in the ocean and let's try and speak to some whales and test it out just to make sure that the uh, technology is working all okay. So that is exactly what they did. And this is actually huge because there is a crossover here between talking to aliens and talking to whales. Because what they found is they were actually able, using this technology, to engage in what they call a conversation with a humpback whale in Alaska. Uh, The team recorded a high-quality call um, made by one of the whales. Now, they call it a, a WAP. I think Cardi B does speak the same language as well. Or a throp. Uh, now, that is what they call a contact call between a mother and a calf to help them locate each other. Uh, so they can confirm that not only do whales speak, but they've managed to record a whole conversation. So now they're saying they're going to use that technology now that they've covered off on the whales and know that they're actually speaking to each other on aliens. Now, unlike whales... The aliens are a little rude. They're ghosting us at the moment, so no word yet. Might have to... Maybe we can use the whales. Maybe they speak uh, WAP as well. Or maybe we just need to beam some Cardi B into outer space. Yeah, good morning, guys. Uh, You've had just Carly this morning, but the good news is I'm no longer alone. Uh, Alan will be back on board uh, next Monday, but... I am joined by one of my favourite people of all time, and that is psychic Alison Maiden for the first time in 2024. Hello. Oh, hello, darling. You're one of my favourites too, oh. but don't, don't tell Alan. No, no. I think he thinks he's the favourite, but he's not here. So, <laughs> um, But Alison, I want to talk to you about 2024 and setting the year up right. Now, we're seeing a lot of talk on TikTok in particular about manifesting the perfect year and how to properly goal set um, and take it seriously so that they actually come true. So tell us a bit about this and how we can literally make our dreams come true this year. Well, it's like anything, when we set our intent, um, the universe conspires to make it happen, provided we're not actually blocking ourselves, which mean, like, if you know, if you see yourselves riding around in a new Ferrari or something like that, but you have what we call a poverty mentality, whereas you're always thinking in the lack, oh, I don't have enough, I don't have this, I don't have that, and not grateful for things, and you're not setting yourself up for that goal, right? Yeah. So you've got to change your thinking. And, and manifestation is all about um, feeling it and being it and actually thinking you already have it. So it's important to, first of all, get your goals set down and write them out on a piece of paper or, or, you know, type them out or whatever, but actually have them in front of you because a lot of people don't actually know what they want. Yep. They, you know, they say, I want happiness, but they don't actually quantify what that is. So get that done first. Um, the rule of 369 is very important. And um, if you look up 369, Tesla says it's the magic numbers. And that actually gets us flowing into what we want to manifest. So if we know something, we say, we start off with three things. Um, we repeat it six times to ourselves during the day and then at night we repeat it nine times to ourselves before we go to sleep. And we keep repeating it and repeating it and repeating it until it actually happens. Now, not everybody's that dedicated. <laughs> <So> <laughs> well, I would be it. for a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to record it. So we're in an eight year this year. The Earth's in an eight year. Eight is all about prosperity, success and happiness. But if you're in the negative, guys, it'll be about control and authority figures coming down on you and all that sort of garbage. So let's all stay in the positive. Okay, staying in the positive. Now, they are some genuinely great tips, Alison. And just quickly, uh, I believe we're in the year of the dragon this year. 
Oh, wonderful. Yes, we are. Now, I I'm, love dragons. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dragon. So what does that mean? Does it, is it particularly oh. special for fellow dragons? Yes, yes. It's very auspicious. Once you, um, well, it's actually hitting in the Chinese New Year, which is I think on the 1st of February. So when you are moving into this energy, it's all about you and what you want to achieve in this year. So the energy is very focused towards the dragon energy. And there's lots of different elements in the Chinese astrology. I'm no expert in this, by the way. I'm only touching on it. Um, and I believe this year is a wood dragon. So there's different elements to it. So if you're a fire dragon, you may not get the full whack, but you'll certainly, you'll certainly get a lot of the good energy coming towards you. Oh, well, I love all of that and everything you've had to say. Um, for the first time in 2024, uh, we're going to open it up right now on 131060. If you have a question for psychic Alison Maiden, I have a feeling the phones are about to ring off the hook. Uh, 131060, uh, we're going to take your questions very soon with psychic Alison Maiden. Maiden. I am joined by psychic Alison Maiden. Good morning. Good morning. Can't wait to talk to our people today. I know. Well, the phones were ringing off the hook. A lot of people have a lot of questions heading into 2024. And let's kick yeah. it off with Anna from Albany. Anna, what is your question for psychic Alison Maiden? Hi, Alison and Carly. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I just want to find out if my current job, I started a new job last year, and if that's yeah. the right job for me, how it's going to go. Okay, sweetie. First of all, I'm getting February. So I believe there's changes happening in February. And I think that this is around your job. It's not to you personally. I think it's actually like um, like a restructure or they're going to be looking at doing things a little differently. Um, I'm not so sure that it will affect you directly, but I think that it's going to mean things are getting stronger for you as in your position will become stronger. Um, okay. I also feel within a year you could be promoted or that you could step up. Okay. And there's that's a, good there's a dark head, yeah. There's a dark head guy that's keeping his eye on you. <laughs> oh. <Okay. laughs> Any okay. ideas, Anna? Uh, no. <laughs> there's a few of those around. Oh, uh, interesting. So, uh, he has he has really nice unusual eyes. So he might oh. have like green eyes and dark hair, isn't it? But anyway, um, so there's uh, there's lots of uh, good news there. Great strength and happiness. You do get a bit restless, Anna. You do get a bit restless. But I do, I do. I, do. Like, I, I think that if you can stick it out for 12 months, then you'll be going overseas for a while, love. You're not going to stop in one place for too long. That's just not who you are. Oh, okay. All right. Sounds yeah. interesting. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go, Anna. Let's go to Rachel in Bunbury. Rachel, what's your question for Psychic Alison Maiden? Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Uh, it, it's about my daughter. I went through some trauma as a child, still going through some with legal things, just wondering if there's a bit of light. At the end of her tub. Sorry, that was sad. That's all right, sweetheart. I completely understand. Hey, I've got a lady in spirit who's telling me her initial was M, and M. I feel like I feel M for Molly or M for Mary or something is an M, um, and I feel like she's around you very strongly now. You have a lot of spiritual um, gifts yourself. Um, mm -hmm. Look, the, the the dramas that are going on with this fellow that's from her past. That's all going to end very soon. Um, okay. And she's going to be able to move forward after March this year. She's got to be super careful. Her and fellas don't mix. There's like, you know, she's got these real problems with males around her. So she needs to just give it a break for a while. Coming yep. into October this year, there's a lovely water sign man who's going to make her life a lot easier. She's also got a really good job coming. So just give it another few months and things will straighten out, okay? Oh, that's all I need to hear. Thank you. Oh, good. You're welcome, darling. I'm glad there's some good news, Rachel. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's end it up with Priscilla in Caratha. Priscilla, what is your question for psychic Alison Maiden? 
Hey, good morning. Happy New Year. So, Alison, we have been looking for a while to move and we'd just like to know if there's some time frame. Do you see us leaving where we are, please? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, they just told me three and I think that's three months. Um, right. I, I feel like you're going to be living near water but not the sea. So this would be like a river, perhaps, um, okay. or man-made kind of water. Uh, yeah. And I do actually feel like this is a really good move for you, love. Um, you just got to be a little bit careful of your dollars at the moment, your money, um, yep. because uh, if you overspend, it's going to cause problems when you do want to move. Um, but just be aware. You think you're going to go up, but you'll go down. I don't know what they mean by that. <laughs> so it must just be a location thing. Um, but right. I do think I do think there's going to be a woman with dark hair who's going to be making you an offer you can't refuse. And uh, this looks pretty good. You're going to also do some further learning this year, um, but it's going to be a happy learning, so it's something you really want to do. They're not going to force you back to school. <laughs> so it looks oh, great good. for you, huh? Mm. Okay, thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Mm. Wow, Alison, that's a that's a lot. Um, thank you so much for joining me. And, of course, you'll be back on board for this year. I definitely am, guys. Can't wait to get back, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, Alison. Bye. That was the Alan and Carly podcast. <laughs>